Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Part by the nine convenient offices of the Fidelity Federal Savings and Loan Association. I'm E.G. Marshall. The title of our drama is General Laughter. Let me explain its derivation. In other times, playwrights often ended their comedic works with the overall stage direction, exit all amid general laughter. That meant that the characters at the finale should joyously troop off the stage the quickest way they could thus leaving the audience with a warm glow of satisfaction that everything had, after all, turned out all right. However, by so informing you at the start as to our play's title, we by no means intend to reassure you as to its outcome. Listen, I want to tell you something. Go ahead. Promise you won't laugh. How can I promise till I know what it is? Promise or I won't tell you. If it's funny, I'll laugh. You laugh and I'll kill you. I will. I'll kill you. You understand? Our mystery drama, General Laughter, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Mercedes McCambridge. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Let me set the scene for you. We are in someone's living room, high on the 11th floor of a modern apartment building. It's an attractive room, tastefully decorated in beige and white with blue accents in the pillows and an occasional chair. There are long windows at one end which give onto a balcony just big enough for two outdoor chairs and a tiny table between them. The kitchenette is at the other end of the room, partially hidden by a serving shelf. In front of the shelf are two high stools. On the shelf is a tape recorder. I want you to listen to this. It only runs about 40 minutes. If it doesn't strike you as the most... the most asinine thing you ever heard... Well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't call it asinine. That sounds cold and unfeeling, and I honestly don't think I'm that kind of a man. I really don't. But you'll have to admit after you've heard it that it isn't exactly the kind of thing a man likes to come home to after a hard day's work. If you can listen to it dispassionately, not become all bogged down by emotion, it'll give you some idea of what was going on. Now, there's there's nothing for a few seconds. She didn't know too much about setting up a tape recorder, so it takes a little while. You'll see. Uh, I have never 
recorded anything before. Except voiceover commercials, and that was in a studio where they had engineers who took care of all those grubby little details. Uh, I've never before had the urge to tape record a suicide. I've never before had the urge to tape record a suicide. Okay, it works. Things mechanical scare me. I always expect them to blow up right in my face. But then I expect everything to blow up right in my face. I get a part in a play, I expect the theater to burn down. I get a commercial, I expect the company to go out of business. I get a running part on a soap opera, I expect to be written out by the end of the week. I think failure... I chase success, but I think failure. So please don't let me fail at this. Whatever saint is in charge of suicide, please, please, please don't let me fail at this. Now, just a one, two, three bottles of sleeping pills. That ought to do it. I don't know how many pills to take. There's nobody I can call up and ask. I really came to this little rendezvous unprepared. See what I mean? I forgot a glass of water to wash the pills down. Honestly, I'm dumb. I'm dumb, 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 right to the end. The tape runs on here with nothing for less than a minute. It doesn't take long to get a glass of water. I want you to understand that there was absolutely nothing I could have done to stop this thing. I mean, I'm not God. I have my limitations. Boy, do I ever... There are days when I'm just one big bunch of limitations. Nothing else. When the most I can do is get up, get dressed, and go to work. And when I get to the station house, habit or memory or something will take over, because I sure can't. Well, you don't want to listen to my tale of woe. All right, that was, that was the water glass being set down. Now, now, now it, it starts again. Okay, all set. One big glass of water, three little bottles of pills. So, take a pill, madam. Go ahead, take one. Take a lot. Take two. As my grandmother used to say when she passed the cookie. And we all thought that was terribly funny, no matter how many times we'd heard it before. <laughs> take a lot. Take two. <laughs> okay. So, I'll take a lot. I'll take two. That was easy. Now, uh, the purpose of this tape recording is to, uh, well, it's to record my last thoughts, I guess, if any. Yeah, there are some. And they keep chasing round and round in my brain. Still, uh, what I would like is to tell the truth for once. I have days when I'm not sure I haven't been lying from sun up to sundown. Even my dreams are lies. That's some days. Other days? No. You know what Sarah Siddons wanted chiseled on her tombstone? The words, I was an honest actress. Just that. Nothing more. Well, I tried to be an honest actress. Now, at the very end of my life, I would like to try to be an honest person. You know? I mean, not to hold back anything, just... 
to let it all hang out, as the kids say these days. I don't know why they talk so funny. Why can't they just say, speak the truth? I want you to know that, uh, well, I want you to know why I have to do this, why I think I'm driven to it. Not that I know why I don't. But maybe if I keep on talking, something will, 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 will surface. Uh, I've chosen to put this on tape instead of writing it down because when you write things down, there's always the temptation to go back and read it over and change it, make it look better, make it read better. I don't want to do that. See, what I want is for every word to register precisely as it comes out of my mouth, out of my head. And that's why the tape. So. Uh, to begin with, uh, I don't feel anything. Maybe a little music could help. Wish I had a record of Peggy Lee's. Is that all there is? That'd be perfect. That'd be the absolutely perfect thing for right now. Is that all there is? Is that all there is? If that's all there is, my friend, let's keep dancing. I ought to have that record. I could go down to the store and get it right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, no. That's an excuse not to go through with this. You're dodging and ducking just the way you've always dodged and ducked. Is that all there is? Is that all there is? If that's all there is, my friend, it isn't enough. If that's all there is, it isn't enough. I can't, I can't. Go on any longer. Who is that Hollywood mogul who said in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, he said he looked up at his wife and he said, it's too tough, it's just too tough, and he died right then and there, he died. I think it was Harry Cohn who said that. Well, Harry Cohn, I'm with you. I'm crying. What am I crying for, Harry Cohn? I never even met Harry Cohn. I was never in Hollywood. I was always a New York actress. New York actresses are devoted to the theater. I couldn't go to Hollywood. I had to stay here where the theater was. That was the reason. That and the fact that Hollywood never made me an offer. <laughs> it's truth-telling time, all right. I never had a decent offer anywhere. That's more the last time I saw anybody about any kind of a part in the theater. It was almost six months ago. A little pipsqueak of a producer nobody ever heard of said to me, I see nothing for you in my first three productions, Jiminy. So I am reduced to parts on daytime television where I never know the lines, not really, no matter how hard I study them. And I know what he'd say. He'd say, nobody's forcing you to be an actress. Because he usually is right. Only I know that as long as I live, I'll never be able to stop trying. Ergo, stop living. Which brings me right back to where I started. With the pills. Why don't I feel sleepy, at least? I don't. I feel wide awake and I feel... Hungry. Oh, no. I can't feel hungry. Nobody in the process of taking her own life ought to be hungry. Now, that's too much. That's embarrassing. Nevertheless. Time out here for a minute or so. 
It's true. I did used to say, nobody's forcing you to be an actress. I admit it. I wasn't always sympathetic. Actually, I hardly ever was. Because to begin with, it's always seemed to me that being an actress is nine-tenths suffering and hardly any joy at all. In fact, you have to be pretty much of a masochist to even think about being an actress. All that being rejected over and over and over again. I know I couldn't stand it. I wouldn't stand it. I'd kill somebody first and go to jail. Here she uh, starts up again. There are two saltines. That shouldn't interfere with anything. And I'll think better if my stomach isn't empty. Maybe. I suppose if you feel hungry, you don't really want to die. That's what all the smart people would say. They'd say, don't be silly. If you can eat two saltines, you can go on living. Well, smart people, poo-poo to you. It's not so easy to end everything. It's not easy at all. And maybe that's my last message to the world. If you think ending it all is a snap, you better think again and think hard, because that's what it is, hard. Isn't just slipping out of the world the way you slip out of a room at a party you find boring? Well, I feel something. Drowsiness or wooziness or something. I never felt so clear-headed in my life. Oh, I feel something. I didn't even eat the second cracker. Didn't eat any breakfast, no lunch. I ought to feel something. Oh, Lord. They're not going to trick me up on this, too. Not the last gesture of my life. They're not going to make this ridiculous, too. Like everything else, they're not going to make me a failure in this, too. I won't stand for that. I won't. I'll take the rest of the pills. I'll take all of the pills. Where's the bottle? The other bottle is empty. What does that say there? One capsule three times a day for longer, stronger nails. What nails? I've been taking gelatin capsules. Gelatin to make my nails grow. Oh, no! I couldn't be that dumb. I'm not that dumb. Silly gelatin things have been in the medicine cabinet for years. That's just too much trying to kill myself with gelatin. I can't even do it right when it comes to something like... <laughs> I almost laugh myself. Well, anyhow, when I do finally bump myself off, I'll probably have nice long nails. Lovely corpse, beautiful nails. That's the old joke about the two men looking at their friend in the coffin. And one says, he looks wonderful. And the other one says, why shouldn't he? He just got back from Florida. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a real joke. <laughs> oh, and there's somebody will look at my dead body and say, she has lovely nails. And somebody else say, why not? She just took a whole bottle of gelatin pills. <laughs> I hope so. I hope nobody says that because that's really pretty funny. I laugh myself. Only I seem to be crying. And I am so tired. Once upon a time, a poet wrote... I am tired of tears and laughter and men that laugh and weep. Of what may come hereafter for men that sow and reap. I am weary of days and hours 
blown buds of barren flowers, desires and dreams and powers and everything but sleep. We'll come back to you shortly with Act Two. desolate heroine between tears and laughter. Midway in the supposed act of taking her own life, she discovered that the bottle she had thought held sleeping pills contained instead gelatin capsules. Gelatin to make the nails grow long. This is a most distressing discovery to make when one has embarked on a drastic enterprise of suicide. We pick up her story where she left off, between tears and laughter. Now I have to start the whole silly business all over again because I took the wrong pill. But these little fellas, these are the right ones because it says right on the bottle, one capsule as needed for sleep. That's what it says, so I'm not wrong this time. Only I drank up all the water. See? It's always something. Now I gotta get some more water. Let me tell you. I haven't been married to an actress for 12 years without learning something. You know, people generally think actors are very conceited. Always showing off, always looking for applause. That's only partly true. The rest of the truth is that their little egos are so shaky that the only way they can get through life is by pretending to be somebody else. They can't wait to stop being themselves and start being some other person. I don't understand that. I never have, I never will, but I swear to you it's true. What I said about actors is true, and don't forget it. They're shadow people. Living in the light of the imaginary people that they pretend to be. Personally, I... I think that's very sad. I have everything a woman is supposed to want. Lovely apartment, lovely furniture, lovely children. I see, isn't that terrible? I put my furniture ahead of my children. I put this damn apartment and the rotten furniture ahead of my children in my list of worldly blessings that just goes to show you I'm a lousy mother. I'm a lousy wife. I ought to start to feel something pretty soon. And in the meantime, some music. I meant to put on some music. Why didn't I do that? Why don't I do that now? I don't know what all this guff about being a rotten wife and mother is meant to be. Actually, I don't know what a wife or a mother is supposed to be. All I know is the kids seem happy and I'm happy. Happy. What am I saying happy? I don't even know what happy is. I, I think I'm happy. I don't feel unhappy. Not often, anyway. Not too often. So I guess I'm happy. I know the kids are. I mean, they look happy. I never ask them are they happy. It's not the kind of question you ask. Anyway, I never ask them. I never ask myself either. I never ask anybody. I mean, do you go around asking people are you happy? Well... Back to the tip. We'll see if the music helps. What's going to happen to my children? Well, they don't need me. They're past needing me. 
Well, the real truth, the real bottom line truth is that I want to be what my children are. I want to be helpless and dependent and taken care of. I want somebody to bring me food and put on my clothes and take them off and wash them and iron them. I want somebody to be responsible for me because I'm just not capable. That's all. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. My mascara is running. My eyes hurt. I probably look terrible all smeared. I don't want to be a lovely corpse with long nails and smeared mascara. <laughs> That's funny. Well, anyway, like it or not, I'm not going to wash my face and I'll put on fresh mascara. If it is the last thing I ever do. There's a long pause here for the mascara bit. Crazy, isn't it? I mean, putting on fresh mascara to look attractive, dead. Oh, you heard it. You heard the tape. What do you think? I mean, you know, you, you read books, you see plays, the movies, whatever, and the suicide is always, well, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of solemn. It's, it's very dramatic. I mean, at least it's always like that in books and films. It's never trivial or clumsy or ludicrous. Never. Seems to me life is full of pathetic things. I know my life is. Things that make you look foolish instead of tragic. Insignificant when you want to look impressive. More than I ever admit. More than anybody ever admits. Why don't they? Why don't I? Vanity. That's why. Just simple human vanity. That's why this tape is very important to me. I think it uh, should pick up again right about now. I just sit right here yeah. and put on this dumb mascara. Oh, boy. My hands are shaking. Oh, for Pete's sake, I can't use the drinking water to dip the brush in. Now I gotta have warmer water. I tell you, it's not easy, this. It's not easy at all to leave this earth. You see what I mean? Silly things like, like warmer water. I mean, it's childish, isn't it? I don't mean that it isn't serious. I don't mean to put anybody down if they've got to the point where life is so hard that they'd even think of something like suicide. But life is hard. It's hard for everybody. I don't care who you are. Rich, poor, famous, unknown. It's hard. Just like on the tape, it's tough. And I guess sometimes for some people it's just too tough. You know, I have often thought that maybe the best thing you can do for a child is to warn him that life is very tough. So it won't come as a, as a terrible shock to him later on. Well, maybe life for a youngster is tough too and he's just pretending like, like you are to have it by the tail. Maybe that's the truth. I don't know why I never thought of that before. But, but you see now why I feel this tape is very important? I have never felt a bigger fool than I do right now. But I don't care. Set up the mirror. Wet the little brush. Here we go. Want to know something? I spent a lot of time working on dope addiction in my precinct. It's a terrible thing, dope addiction. Terrible. But 
but it doesn't surprise me anymore that people get addicted. What surprises me is that some people don't. That's the amazing thing, that most people stumble along from cradle to grave with no outside help at all. That's what surprises me, that most people can do it. We ought to... I mean, we really ought to be more sympathetic to one another, seeing that we're all in the same boat. We ought to care more. That's what it comes down to, I think. We should have more feeling. We should quit trying to be so smart and feel more. I'm starting to cry myself. Well. There's one I done. Oh. How many times has he watched me put on mascara and said, you don't need that stuff? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, no, you don't. And then we were off and running again. I could just, uh, I could just jump off the balcony, 11 stories up, that'd be quick, that'd be easy. Yeah, that's the idea. I could leave him a note. What could I say to my dear husband? Just stepped out for a minute. <laughs> I can't say that. Oh, what's the matter with me? I'm trying to be flip. I'm trying to be funny. I'm crazy. I must be crazy. I feel it, really. I'm out of my mind. <laughs> Lord, what am I going to do now? I know. I know. I know what I'll do. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, this is me. What's up? Oh, listen to me. Listen carefully. Are you, are you listening carefully? Sure. Sure, baby. What's the matter? Well, I've been trying for an hour and a half to kill myself. What? what? You trying to do what? Kill myself. Honey, don't kid around. I'm not kidding around. Baby, listen to me. Now, talk a little slower or something, will you? I, I'm not reading you at all, honey. Okay. I have decided to kill myself. Yeah? And I got all the stuff here, all the sleeping pills. I took one whole bottle of pills. Uh, all right, go on, go on. Only they turned out to be gelatin pills that I bought to make my nails grow. Well, did, did you take any pills at all? I mean, besides the gelatin? Oh, sure. How many? I don't know. Who cares how many? Well, I'd just like to know. What's the difference? I... I've decided now that I'm going to uh, jump out the window. Honey, sweetheart, uh, please, honey. So I thought that I was going to leave you a note. I mean, not just jump and not leave you anything. Keep Anyhow, keep I, I wanted to write you a note, see, a farewell note, you know. Yeah, just, just keep talking to me, honey. And uh, I tried to think uh, what I could say. Uh -huh. I thought I'd write down the first thing that came into my head. Yeah. Well... The first thing that came into my head, and I could see the words like headlines on the front page of a newspaper. I could see them there. I could see the words, you know. I could see them. Boy, I'm getting wuzzy. All right, all right. All right. Just just keep talking to me, honey. Tell me, what what were the words? What what, what came to mind? I don't know if I could tell no, you. No, you can tell me. No, I don't Well, think... you must have wanted to tell me. You wouldn't have called, honey. 
if I tell you. And you laugh, I'll kill you. Tell me. Promise you won't laugh. If it's funny, I might laugh. Come on, now, come on. What were the words? I was going to write, just stepped out for a minute. Are you laughing? Kind of. I told you. I told you I'd kill you. It's all right if you kill me, honey. But leave yourself alone. Please. Listen. I'm going to hang up now, see? Now, baby, talk to me. Do you hear? No. Listen to me. I'm not laughing. I mean, didn't you mean for me to laugh when you called up? I didn't. Think now. Think, huh? I mean, you know you can always make me laugh. That's, that's one reason I fell in love with you, honey. You made no, everything so easy no, to take. No, 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 who has never been overwhelmed by the sensation of helplessness and the inability to go on with the arduous business of living. Even some animals, we are told, faced with unbearable pain or unbearable loss, stop taking nourishment and rather quickly die. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. heroine has determined to do away with herself. In addition, to record her thoughts on tape during the process of self-destruction. Firm though her intent may have been at the start, she has run into difficulties. Difficulties of her own making, to be sure, but nonetheless, effective little roadblocks. Somebody in there? Anybody home? It's Harry from downstairs. The doorman, Harry. You want to let me in? I'm using the pass key in, in case you... Anybody home? Your husband called me, told me to come up here. Anybody home? What's that noise? I, I hear something. <laughs> well, you know, tape recorded. What's that on for? It must be some reason. Somebody turned it on and went out. That's not like... Love uh, Lady. Lady, what is it? You, you faint or what? Oh, she's breathing. She's not dead. What do I do? Uh, call the super. House phone. House phone. We're in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Call the super. Oh, boy. Uh, Mr. Shattuck, uh, this is Harry. Uh, I'm an 11K. Listen, there's a lady. Yeah, the lady that lives here. I don't know her name. They're new in the building. Listen, her husband called me a while back, said to come up here, see if there was anything wrong. Oh, she's passed out on the floor. I think she's sick. She's fainted or something. There's a tape recorder going. You know, she's some kind of an actress. Well, what do I do now? Call a doctor? Well, her husband's a police lieutenant. Do I call him? Well, maybe I better, huh? Oh, uh, Mr. Shattuck, I think I hear somebody at the door. Uh, yeah, I do. Maybe it's him. Honey? I hope so. Uh, it's him, Mr. Shattuck. 
Larry. Well, it, it's your wife. She's, she's painted or something. See, over there. Good Lord. And this tape recorder was running when I came in. What, Turn what? it off, Harry. Unplug it. Well, that's what went on while you were passed out, honey. That, that's the end of the tape. What do you think, hmm? Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, I don't know. I do. I just thought you should hear it. Terrible. Why? Why is it terrible? Because I couldn't do it. You should try. And I couldn't do it. I lost up the whole thing. Mm. I couldn't even take my own life. I couldn't even do that right. I never do anything right. Oh, come on, come on now. I don't know about that. Well, I do. No, you don't. Lots of things you don't know. You can say that again. <laughs> Why didn't you just let me die? Oh, come on, come on. I couldn't do that. I- I'm a policeman. Oh, what's that got to do with it? Well, killing yourself is against the law. You're kidding. No, not. It's on the statute books. Nobody is supposed to commit suicide. It's illegal. What do they do? Send you to jail? Give you the death penalty? Suicide is punishable by death. <laughs> How do you like that? You feeling a little better, honey? Oh, uh, I think so. Kids will be home from school pretty soon. Oh, don't tell them. Oh, no. No. I mean, they wouldn't understand. They're too young. There's somebody at the door. Better see who it is. You'll be all right? Sure, I'll be all right. Go on. Go ahead, don't worry. I'll, uh, I'll get rid of them. Come right back. Take your time. Coming, coming. Oh, hello, Harry. Is she all right? She's fine, Harry. Oh, that's good. We were worried, Mr. Shattuck and I. Shattuck? Uh, super. I was talking to him before you oh, came in. Oh, well, you're very nice to be concerned. Uh, so see. Everybody here likes your wife. We, we all like her a lot. That's good. I'll tell her. Uh, you and her haven't lived here very long, but everybody likes you both. Especially her, because she's so cheerful, you know? <laughs> cheerful? Yeah. Always got a little joke going. You know, uh, some little joke, it livens up the day. Yeah. And some people are so, well, so frozen face, you know, so, so kind of sour. Not your wife. <laughs> She's always smiling, making some kind of a joke. It livens up the day. I'll tell her what you said. She, she's really all right. Fine. Oh, good. Well, when I saw that tape recorder running, I figured, well, she was rehearsing something. I know she's an actress. Was she rehearsing something? Well, kind of. Uh-huh. And there was a saltine lying there beside the tape recorder. Maybe that's all she'd had to eat, and she felt faint. You know, you know something like that? Yeah, it, it, it was it was something like that. Yeah. Well, well, you tell her I'm glad she's okay. I'll tell her. I'd hate for anything to happen to her. <laughs> her and her little joke. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks, thanks very much, Harry. I'll, I'll tell her. Honey? Yeah? There's a doorman. Harry? What do you want? He wouldn't know how you are. Oh, that was nice of him. He said to tell you that he wouldn't want anything to happen to you. You and your little jokes. Jokes? What jokes? He said you made little jokes. I don't remember any little jokes. He said they liven up his day. He tells me I'm too thin. I tell him he's too fat. We kid back and forth. That's all. There's no jokes. Well, to him, I guess they're jokes. Anyway, they liven up his day. Well, I'm glad. He likes you. How do you know? He said so. He said Mr. Shattuck likes you, too. Mr. Shattuck? Yeah, super. Well, what do you know? I like you. You do? A lot. 
How I should. Hmm. I like your little jokes. They liven up my day. Are you kidding me now? You're trying to make me laugh. Is that such a bad thing to do? No. I guess not. Well, who's that? The kids, huh? No, they wouldn't ring the bell. They got keys. I'll be right back. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Coming. Oh, Harry, I forgot something. Got all the way downstairs and I remembered. Here. What's this? Some cinnamon buns from Mrs. Shattuck. Yeah, I was saying your wife is so thin, I keep telling her. I think she fainted today because she never eats enough. So Mrs. Shattuck said, here, I should bring her these. Oh, well, that, that's really very nice. Very nice. Uh, Gee, thanks. I'll call Mrs. Shattuck later and thank you. Thank you. Thank you both very much. I hope everything's all right. Oh, sure. Th- thanks a lot. Thanks, Harry. Honey? Who was it? Miss Harry again. He brought you something. From Mrs. Shattuck. Cinnamon buns. Ah, no. How can they be so nice? They're so nice. All right, come on now. They're so nice and I'm so terrible. No, darling. I can't stand it. You just think you're the worst person in the whole world, don't you? I know. Well, you're not. No, you don't know. No, you're not, because I am. (laughs) Yes. You don't write all the time and complain. And hate everybody. And wish that they'd all go away and leave you alone and not keep expecting things of you. Expecting love when you haven't got any to give. When you're just barely holding yourself together to keep from screaming. You're not like that. How do you know? Because you're not. You know, there's some nights when I come home and and you're here and I look at you and I, I can't think who you are. You're kidding. No. I mean, it comes to me a little later, but for a minute there, maybe I'm so bogged down with work and not doing it right and being scared all the time. You're scared. And I and I see this, this woman fussing around in the kitchen and sometimes it takes me two or three minutes to realize that, that, that it's you and that we're married. You never told me that. Well, I guess maybe I thought you'd hate me if I told you. Hate you? Yeah. And you know, sometimes when you say to me, do you love me? I mean, you, you say that quite a lot, you know. I know. Well, there are times when you say, do you love me? And I say, of course, or sure I love you. And I never believe it. But sometimes it isn't true. It isn't true? I mean, that right at that very moment, maybe it isn't true. Right then, maybe, I, I don't love you. And what I should say is, well, not, not this instant, but ask me again and maybe in 20 minutes or ask me tomorrow, and then I'll, then I'll probably love you. That, that's what I what I should say, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'll hurt your feelings and make everything worse. Yeah, but that's funny. It is? Yeah, I don't understand that. You really like it when things are funny, don't you? Well, it... It makes things a little easier. You know, honey, I'm sorry that I'm not funny. I never want... Oh, that's right. I, I don't know any jokes. I mean, some some people know jokes. Other people don't. I mean, you know jokes. You make jokes with the doorman, with anybody. Well, yeah, but that's nothing. Wait, wait. You know, I just, I, I just thought of one. All right. Oh, I think it's the first joke I ever heard in my life. Let me see if I can. My husband's going out. Oh, yes, all right. You know, no, I got it. I got it. There's this man who comes running into his doctor's office, you see. And he says to his doctor, I've got Bright's disease, and he's got mine. <laughs> that's funny. Do you like it? Yeah. I mean, he says to no, his no, doctor, I you know. I understand huh? it. He says, 
I got Bright's disease in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, that's funny. That's... Is that really the first joke you ever heard? Ah, uh, years ago. And you haven't heard any since? Well, not that I remember. Boy, that's sad. Only one joke in your whole life. I don't care. <laughs> How do you feel now? Better. You look better. Well, I had a good cry and I heard a good joke. You don't want to die anymore, do you? Not right this minute. Ask me again tomorrow. Honey. I'm so miserable. I know. I know you are. Sure you are. I feel so lost. Darling, honey, you think maybe if you gave up the acting business... What? Give it up. Oh. Listen here, I played Medea, Euripides. How could I give it up? Okay. I was only in a gymnasium in Omaha, but I got great notices. Why? Right. Okay. In the first scene, Medea says to the Corinthian women, she says, I am desolate, alone, and alien here. I know just how you feel, Medea. Yes, so do I, I think. No wonder I was good in the part. What am I going to do? Honey, why don't you ask that... that nice policeman, the one you live with? He probably won't have the answer, but he'll tell you that he loves you. Maybe, maybe that's the answer. Maybe it isn't. But it's probably the only one you'll ever get. I'll buy that. I guess I can get along on that. Today, anyhow. <laughs> Ask me again tomorrow. The great philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, who died at the start of this century, who had such great aspirations for mankind and such disappointment in himself that he went mad. He had this to say about thoughts of suicide. That they were a way to get you through the night. True or not, profound or not, comforting or not, it's still an amusing way of looking at the whole problem, don't you think? Or do you? I'll be back shortly. depressed you with our little tale of attempted suicide. Personally, I don't find it depressing at all, either the story or the fact. It's another reflection of man's wish to have his say in the big crises of his life. And like so many of his ardent human wishes, he is often deterred not by morality, not by illegality, not by any deep considerations, but by the pathetic and very endearing fear of simply failing and looking ridiculous. Our cast included Mercedes McCambridge, Mandel Kramer, and Sam Gray. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Come away, dear. This is no place for a little girl. It's all right. I don't have to cry anymore now. What do you mean, now? I mean, now that I know Mr. Charles hasn't really gone away, he just talked to me and told me I shouldn't be afraid. Would you excuse me, please? 
I have to go upstairs to my room and think about all the things he told me. Is that child all right? I don't know. The three people she loved most in the world taken away from her in less than a year. I'm not wise enough to know what that might do to the mind of a child, especially one as sensitive as her. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>